Ooh. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Gonna be getting started for the day. Uh, so, if you guys have been wondering where I have, oh, so if you guys have been wondering, I have been extremely sick and just uh, bedridden. Uh, funny enough, my my buddy he says he's got the same thing, and his work gave him a week off for it. But he says he he wasn't really sick at all, but he tested positive for COVID, and he said wasn't really bad at all. But he's really happy that his uh, work gave him a week off for it. So. Anyways, blessings on y'all. Merry Christmas. Hope you guys' holidays are going great. And, you know, when you break down the covenant, right, uh, people get lost really, really easily in, in life. Uh, what part of the Bible should we focus on, right? And pretty much, really, the, the, the most important doctrine, right, the, the red letters of Christ, right, Christ is the only uh, character contained within the Bible that possesses the divine authority necessary to overwrite the commands of God, uh, to lay down the, fashion, the, the foundation for the religion. Right, I have been, I have been very sick, and uh, so I'm going to be taking it, taking it pretty easy today, but... Uh, right, the foundation of the religion, the foundation of your life, well, you have to think, well, what do I want to build it on? It's so easy in life to get focused on, well, I, I want money, right? Or I want this, I want that. But when you really just lay it all down, if you just have just money, you're not going to be happy, right? Well, what if you just have, if you just have just a house? Well, you're not going to be happy. And, and you can go through this, this uh, repetitive process in your life until you break it down. And what it boils down to, the only thing, right? Uh, well, I want, I want victory over my enemies. Well, you know, that's a common thing for mankind to want. Not something that Christians were so focused on, right? Christians were more focused on higher goals, right? Like building something kingdom purpose, right? Not so much my kingdom, not so much I want finance for myself, right? And you'll, you'll see some pastors, they're real focused on that, right? Uh, you can't trade your Christian covenant for anything. For example, God hands you a bowl of light or a Christian covenant, theoretically, right? If you're willing to trade it for any of the kingdoms or all of the kingdoms of all the earth, or any, any or all, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. That's what Christ suggests, and that is absolutely true. Why God would not allow you to enter into the kingdom of heaven if someone could give you something and you'd betray him? Absolutely anything, right? Because you will run into people, right, who can offer you these things, right? And so understanding, right, why Christ the... The dynamics of Christ saying, not for all the kingdoms of all the earth. Well, that is what is required to receive the divine inheritance, the blessings of righteousness, the anointings, the gifting, the seal of immortality, the light that is visible within the chosen of the Lord God of Israel. And so when you're understanding this and you're breaking it down, you're going through the processes, right? Well, 
well, what if I, what if I could rule a city? What, what about power? What about, what about this, right? And there's a million choices in life. The only thing, well, if you just have power, right, you won't be happy. If you just have, again, finance, you won't be happy. If you just have knowledge, no, not going to be happy. But see what Christ suggests as the foundation of the covenant is that love. If you just have love, indeed, you will be happy. And so this is why God placed love as the first two steps of his covenant, right? This is why Christ came. <coughs> Christ came and died on the cross, right? To lead people out of their sin. Um, I guess we can go ahead and read this verse here. It's going to be Acts 38, I think. I'm not sure. Give me one second. I'm way too far. Um, let's see. I mean, it's, it's all over the Bible, uh, and it is accurate doctrine, right? Whatever. But, uh, understanding, right, love is what God wants us to focus on. Uh, let me, let me get it up here. Not, not finance, right? Not, not, uh, anything else, right? Okay, so here is Acts 238. This is going to be the New International Version, which is fine. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. Let me say it again. Acts 2, 3, 4. So this verse is post-Christ's death, post-Christ's resurrection, post-Christ's ascension into heaven. <coughs> Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, a lot of people, right, they tell you, Oh, well, all sins forgiven. Well, let's read it again. Acts 2, 3, 8. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. So, right, the mega churches today, what are they doing? Uh, it's obviously, uh, they're lying, right? And so, you have to understand, right, God's doctrine is it's pretty incredible. It's a doctrine of absolute love, right? It's a doctrine that will lead you to incredible places in your life, divine miracles, spiritual giftings, uh, financial blessings, right? You will be able, if you accurately can break the Bible code or the cipher presented within the Bible, the wisdom behind the parables, right? Oh, it's a gift of love, all right. You'll be able to take that open cipher. You'll be able to take that Ark of the Covenant, you'll be able to take that unstoppable force, you'll be able to take that mustard seed of faith, and you will be able to apply it to absolutely anywhere in your life that you want to.
to make flourish and grow and it will flourish and it will grow to the point of your choosing. Let me say that again. If you take accurate, accurate, not inaccurate, not I've decided to fiddle with the Bible until it just makes absolutely no sense, right? They say all sins forgiven. Now they say repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of my sins. Man, this doesn't really make sense at all. That's like, well, it's, it's not what God wants you to be preaching, right? It's not what God wants you to be telling people, right? God wants you to be putting people on the right path. That's love, right? I love you. I'm going to put you on the right path. I love you. I'm not going to do things that would hurt you or take advantage of you. I'm going to build with you. I love you. That's what we're talking about as Christians. Uh, and so when you take that parable, right, that, that mustard seed of faith, anywhere you apply it to whatever level that you'd like to grow it, uh, be it finance or your knowledge or power, whatever you want, right, God will be with you. The doors, the locked doors, the blockages, the walls in your way will upheave themselves and move out of the way. That is the power and the fullness of the measure of the Lord God of Israel and his sovereignty over all existence. You will become a city atop a mountain, a light that cannot be hidden, right? And so when you understand this sort of very sound very logical doctrine and you're applying it to your life things things will start to change things will start to move uh, people will start being attracted to you as if uh, friendship right romance it's pretty much where God wants you to go, right? With what you want along the way, right? Your dreams combined with God's blessings, right? And when you work with God, right, you might be a shepherd boy, you start starting off as a shepherd boy, or you might be starting off as a young child, right? Solomon was just a boy before he was exalted. Uh, to the wisest man uh, unto the over the nation, right? What possibly one of the wisest men of all time, right? Uh, he did make it into the Bible with, uh, you know, Proverbs and Psalms. Those are great books. Um, and so, understanding, right, the love of Jesus Christ, right? Not all sins forgiven. Be baptized for the repentance of your sin. You say, well, wait a minute. Those don't make any sense, and you're scratching your head going, why doesn't make this make any sense? That's not accurate doctrine, right? It's not sound doctrine. So if you love, right, you will possess and preach sound doctrine. That's love. No man will come to the Father except by loving his brother and his sister. You cannot enter the kingdom of heaven without possessing love 
as God intended it. And so when you go through your lives, right, what do we focus on? Well, first and foremost, there is a requirement, right, for Christians to love each other, a core of love. When someone comes into your church and first thing people do, they start preaching um, negativity or uh, I want to say ostracizing, but uh, pushing people away, not welcoming them, uh, not being willing to help each other, right? And when you understand that this doctrine, right, God's doctrine, doesn't look much like mankind at all. I'll tell you, I don't think I've seen it practiced in a single church. And uh, sometimes, right, I think quite often about that parable that Christ talks about when he's saying, well, I've been thinking about it lately. When he says, uh, uh, you know, uh, a king went out to the countryside and invited all these people to his house. And he says, none of, none of these will feast on my banquet. That is sort of the Christians who will not embody that love. Whether, and here's the thing, right? Maybe they don't have a shepherd who's pointing the way saying, guys, that's not it, right? That's not the way. You're too focused on this. You're too focused on that. You're too focused on yourself to realize that there's people starving to death, right? And if you think about how God views it, right? If you've got your church, right? And God sends you someone to your church, or something like that and he wants you to heal them and help them and you don't heal them or help them is that love no you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven without love you have to focus on it like Christ focused on it right I mean truly embodying love the word love and when you realize that love will get you moving, it'll get you doing things for other people. It'll get you helping. It'll get you working together and teaching each other. And you keep sort of fiddling with that in your mind and, and interpreting the scriptures accurately until you realize that it sort of creates exactly what God intended it for, for it to create. It creates heaven on earth. It creates the army of the one true living God. It creates divinity here as God intended it. Well, maybe not perfect divinity, right? But it will create something not of this world. It will create something quite profound, an unstoppable force. One of you will chase ten, and ten of you a hundred. And it's pretty cool to be one, the one chasing 10, I'll tell you. It's pretty cool to be the one chasing 140 million, something like that. It is quite awesome when you realize, right, Elijah faced down 400 prophets of Baal. 
He faced them down and he obliterated them. Joshua came and stood against a nation and God brought him to victory. King David asked, well, he didn't really ask, but he was gifted out of the goodness of God's heart with a kingdom to rule over, right? And so when you understand, right, grasping this love, this core of love, it is something that all the prophets embodied. It's something that all the prophets had at their core. It is the core nature of the Messiah and God himself love there are 70 well not all the prophets but god was is about 70 to 90 percent love and when you grasp that meaning and you start applying it to life things will start to change This is what caused Christ to lay down his life and go out into the world and teach. I'm going to teach these people because I love them. I'm going to teach these people because they're my brothers and sisters. Lo and behold, um, I was just translating uh, uh, the book of Matthew and when uh, sometimes in the Greek language, the ancient Greek language, the original, very, very uh, ancient, ancient scrolls, Christ is, uh, when he's saying brother, right, as it is translated in a single word uh, today into the English, it is actually a delphos. And so it's actually two words like brother of light, something like that. So he's not actually calling them brothers. They're more like Christian brother, right? Like a title that I would invent for a cool club, something like that. And uh, that's sort of what God is talking about when he's talking about loving each other, right? I want the best for you. And when you think about how many people actually love people, actually love people like that, actually will work for them, actually will take, a t take some time to take a break out of their life and teach them for a while. It's not meant to be you lay down your whole life and are just miserable all the time. That's not correct doctrine. But it is a certain amount of sacrifice to the point where you no longer look like the rest of the world. You actually love people. You actually care about them. And you've sort of got that love as the first and foremost thing, as the first and foremost important thing to display, to shine, which is the love of God, i.e. God himself, right? Uh, and you're going around in life different. When people are jumping down your throat, you're not going to jump down right back down their throat all the time. You're going to try and love them. You're going to try and lead them. You're going to try and heal them. 
that's love. Right. And what's very fascinating about the Bible is that when you study how God designed all existence, right, the love, the, the loving ways, the ways of God are stitched into all creation. They are the rules that God has set in place that no man can alter. And when you see these ways practiced accurately, they will blow your mind. People, they are extremely efficient. They are impossible to overcome. They are It's the club everybody wants to be a part of. It's the business person everyone wants to work with. It's the amazing preacher that everyone wants to go see, etc., etc., etc. Right? Excellence is a derivative of love. You're not just sitting working on something to the point of excellence because you hate it, right? And so understanding this core foundation of love and how Christians, as Christians, we're just supposed to hold on to that little ball of light, that little love core that God's talking about. He says, you keep this love core, you keep this one thing, I'll, I'll, I'll give you immortality. This one thing you give God, one thing, true love. You give God that agape love, that divine love, that love just to the fullness of the measure of the word. And you will inherit the kingdom of heaven. All things will be added to you. And you will enter into immortality. You will see God. You will be able to produce the miracles. Etc, etc, etc. Right? You either believe the Bible... Or you don't and it's very easy to get lost in the Bible thinking oh it's a book for men right oh I could just use these ways to build a cool house or build a couple bricks well bad news after a hundred years that's gonna be it right you got your cool house it's it's the parable of the rich man and Lazarus right the rich man asked for a drink and Christ tells him you received your comfort in this life, right? But Lazarus, he suffered. And so understanding the difference between an actual Christian and pseudo-Christians, it's the difference between light and dark. Real Christians are trying to help and love people. That's their core. That's the core of every true Christian. It's the core of every person who is sealed for the day of redemption. According to the Bible. According to Jesus Christ. And understanding that uh, some other people, they're sort of opposite to that. They're more focused on this world, right? Well, if, if you have this world, you can't have the next. Uh, 
anyone who loves father or mother more than me is unworthy of me. Anyone who loves son or daughter more than me is unworthy of me. Christ is not joking when he's telling you these things. Christ is presenting divine spiritual doctrine. Divine spiritual doctrine. While the other teachers, all the other teachers in the Bible are mortal. Uh, excuse me. Not mortal, but man. They are men. Christ is not a man. Christ is the I am. That is why the Christ, the Messiah, has red letters, right? And so understanding the difference, there is divine inspiration in the prophets, but the prophets are not the Messiah. So understanding the difference between that is really important. Because if you base your life off the prophet Joshua, right, it might not go so well with you. But if you base your life off the prophet, uh, off the Messiah, Christ Jesus, your life will flourish. You will receive that joy and joy to the full, right? All things, absolutely anything you want will be added to you in your life. Uh, within the confines of love. That's the rule with God, right? I don't do things outside of love. Now, sometimes uh, this will involve rebuke and discipline and things like that. But that's love, right? It's not going to involve things like lying to people or telling them, oh, this is what the Bible says when the Bible says something else, right? They twist the scriptures to their own least in the kingdom of heaven no they twist the scriptures to their own destruction right and so understanding this sort of love nature right you're not fiddling with divine doctrine saying i know the way i can edit this i can make it better you're just preaching it out of love with the wisdom you've been given right and so understanding right the god of truth does not want us deceiving each other or tricking each other or preaching a doctrine better than accurate so that you can make more finance it costs you just one thing your immortal soul and so if you are one of those people who is willing to trade that little immortality which is going to be a very very bad mistake uh you're gonna regret it and right uh. <coughs> <sighs> right on the other hand right if you are not willing to trade your immortality right if you are not willing to serve anything else but God and God alone, right? God will give you what he says. He holds no good thing back from his servants, right? Understanding this is the beginning of Christianity, right? Not for all the kingdoms of all the earth. That's love, right? I love God. I love God's ways. I love the Bible, what it teaches me. I love the Holy Scriptures. I love how good, how 
good the scriptures are. I love what the scriptures can build. I love what the scriptures produce when applied over a community or a city or a nation, right? They're much like water over a plant that will cause the plant to flourish and grow, right? That's love, right? If you love something, you're watering it and you're taking very good care of it, right? And so uh, I, I practice, right? Bible says we can meditate, right? And it's a form of prayer, right? You can pray to God. And in, in this, uh, well, it's sort of a form of meditation. I meditate for about five to ten minutes a day on something like love, right? So that I'm staying focused on it, so that I'm exploring the full meaning of it. So that I understand love is a lot more than good luck. Hey, how you doing? Hope it's great. Bye-bye. You know, and while we are limited as God has made us, we can't, uh, we don't have enough time to love everyone individually and spend 15 minutes a day talking to them each, right? It's just not possible. You can, out of love, Give some of yourself, right? This is Christ's sacrifice, right? He's sacrificing. There is a washing of sins that was that happened at the death of Christ, but it was not all sin, right? Uh, that's Acts three eight. <laughs> Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. Well, then why do I need to be baptized for the forgiveness of my sins? <sighs> if all my sins have been washed clean. That is, so it's uh, illogical doctrine. It's doctrine that one, one side points this way and the other side points this way. That's an indication that it's a lie, right? Who lies to you? Break it down, right? And just keep going. Because if you don't realize the kingdom of heaven's being raided, right? Well, yeah, it can lead you down other false doctrines, right? Piece of wisdom, don't trust someone who lies to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's love, right? I'm teaching you because I love you. Right, I'm not gonna lie to you to benefit myself. I would never do that because I love you. I can make a hundred thousand dollars selling my friend out, but I'd never do that because I love God more. And God tells me to love other people, so I actually love other people. I actually love people to the fullness of the measure of the word. The good shepherd lays down his life for the flock. If you are not willing to die for someone, you do not love them at all. And that is what you're going to hear probably some of you tonight in church or have already heard it at this point in the day. Uh, at church, right, Christ came, 
to die for you, uh, for your sins, right? Christ came to lead us out of sin. He, Christ points the way, he, Christ points the road. He is the way to heaven. The way, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And so that love road where Christ is out marching around, suffering, homeless, traveling, traveling, journeying, suffering, right? Not the most uh, nice uh, living conditions out there, <laughs> sleeping in the dirt. <coughs> Understanding this is love, that kind of reckless love. That is the core of anyone who is sealed, right? That is the core of Christians. And it's not perfection, right? God did not set the bar here when this is as far as you can make it. No. God can get you the rest of the way. God will get you the rest of the way. God, he's God, right? He, can, he made the heavens and the earth in six days. He can do it. Put your faith and your trust in God, and he'll get you there, right? It should be a doctrine of peace, but it's not do anything you want. That's libertarianism. <laughs> and so understanding, uh, right, one is libertarianism, not good for your life. Christianity, extremely good for your life, right? You can start to break down very simply, very basically, light from dark. What's good for your life and the lives of your family. At which table you will bring your family to sit down and eat. And obviously, right, <laughs> should be the, the table of the Lord. And, right, so don't get lost in the other doctrines, right? It's, it's, it's uh, very, very important to stay very focused, very centered on that, that core love that God is always talking about, that God is always displaying throughout all the pages of the Bible from the first page to the last page. He's displaying that reckless, absurd love where people are doing, well, all the acts of the Bible for each other out of love, out of that love that God is talking about, that God is... Uh, displaying for us to embody, for us to imitate, right? We are imitators of the Lord God of Israel. All right, guys. Merry Christmas on you all. Blessings on you all. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the stream. Uh, I'm still working on the book of Matthew, uh, translating those ancient scrolls. And uh, very takes a long time so sometimes it takes me three hours to translate one verse not one chapter one verse right chapter one verse one three hours no joke it's it of course right with the letters of christ especially i'm going uh turtle speed i, I have a deep love for god uh and um that leads me to really take a long time and choose uh, the translation uh, accurately, right? I want to, I want to translate it accurately. That's that's my goal. So, uh, and never forget that God loves you all, right? You're the people are what's 
most important to God, right? God says, I created the heavens and the earth in six days. I don't care if the earth blows up. I can make another earth. I care about my people. I care about my children. I care about what I love, right? And that is human beings, right? God is a lover of mankind. God is a lover of us. God is a lover of you. And so when you understand this, right, even with all our flaws, even with all our sin, you think, oh, I'm too messy. You're not nearly the worst that God's seen. You're not even close to the worst that God's seen, right? And so understanding that, right, and the goodness of God's love, it is a doctrine of peace. I am trusting God, and I know that he's going to get me there. That's the power of the Lord God of Israel. I love God. He'll get me the rest of the way. That is the power of God, the sovereignty of heaven. Hey, Merry Christmas on you all. Thanks so much for tuning in. Blessings. Have a great rest of your day.